Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mean Green Nation podcast, and welcome to it. had ourselves an afternoon yesterday didn't we uh the north texas mean green not only lost to uh arkansas in basketball which is no the number one thing that we care about <laughs> but they had got blown off the field in san antonio against the utsa road runners of san antonio and uh i mean i for one i mean i'm just gonna lay it out i was very disappointed in that and for a lot of reasons um not only was it just, you know, not fun to watch the team get blow out, blown out, but it was also uh, a very winnable game. And the way they played it, um, well, it turns out, you know, it, it made it made North Texas just look awful, right? It looked like they're not part of it. it made me question my my confidence in uh, in uh, Seth Luttrell and in just kind of everybody, right? And uh, I mean, it's the day after. I'm a little more calm today with me as usual mr aldo avina how are you doing on this sunday well, afternoon not great it's gray outside and drizzly and cold um yeah i'm not happy about the outcome and you know credit to utsa i thought they would they, it would be a little bit tougher to to beat them i, I didn't think that we had what it took to to just win outright it wasn't going to be easy one, but I didn't expect us to look like an FCS squad out there against them. Yeah, um, I don't even have the the numbers in front of me. Uh, after a while, uh, it kind of didn't matter anymore. Um, but it was something like 500 yards total offense, like 538, I think it was at one point that we were just kind of giving up there. It was 400 plus yards rushing. Uh, you know, just just a whole lot of bad, right? Like it, it was to the point where you're just kind of like, what? is happening here uh are you guys even trying and i think that like always right it, it hides some stuff that um i think is important to consider like number one um like number one the defense didn't play that bad right um there were some spots there were some moments where i was like hey you know what not terrible good stop good plays I was kind of tweeting along with it, and um, you know, I was like, "Okay, well, so far, so good in some areas. Like that was a good stop. Uh, Dion Noble didn't play as great, but I thought some of the other guys were making good stops, even though some of the um, some of the what you call it dudes were, were getting burnt, like uh, uh, on the uh, on the pass plays. I think overall they were competing, right? That's all you can ask them. Hey, John Brown." Stay with the receivers. If the guy's just, you know, six inches taller than you and longer than you makes a grab, what are you going to do, right? As long as you're competing with him, making it difficult. That's all you can ask for. We were seeing blown coverages before. Not so many blown coverages this time. That was good. Um, I mean, really the run game was the big weakness, but I saw some things that I liked on defense, and that made the struggles offensively even more frustrating. 
but I mean, what about you? What was your initial impression outside of, hey, we look like an FCS squad? <laughs> yeah, it, it, pretty similar. You know, we were letting the run game just go too far uh, defensively. We were letting UTSA run too well. Uh, I mean, Sincere McCormick, we knew, was going to have a big game, as he does every game. Uh, but, you know, sure, the scheme was better than we've seen in the past. Guys weren't lost like they were before. But they were still doing those. And I, I also tweeted about it. They were just making those little small fundamental mistakes of, you know, sure, they're, they're hitting the right gap when before they weren't. Uh, but they were a little too excited, too, you know, too antsy in their pants and just shooting the gap before there was anything to shoot through or shoot for. And so guys were, were going around them, and uh, this one-on-one matchup became zero-on-one, and yeah. uh, McCormick would run free. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple times, I think, um, on one of the ones, if you just want to just find a highlight, don't want to rewatch the game, uh, one where, like, Frank Harris pulled the ball, and then he ran for, like, 66 yards or something like that. It was down to the point where... Um, uh, I, I can't even remember the dude that had it, but one of the the North Texas defenders was in the gap. He was he should have stayed with Frank Harris, but he tried to make a play, and so there was a fake handoff to uh, McCormick, a little option, and he tried to go make the tackle left Harris, and that's exactly what the options are built to do, right? Stay with your man, you know, like assignment football. Stay with your dude. Um, if he would have handed it off to McCormick, he would have. I don't know, maybe he would have got five yards, uh, but it looked like North Texas had it pretty well gapped up. You know, make the play that's there to make, and don't try to be a hero every time. Uh, when people say that there's undisciplined North Texas football, that's what they're talking about. Uh, it's yeah. Because it, before you continue, like discipline is, is like a two-way thing, right? There's There's the, hey, have discipline, know, like, you know, do your job and make sure you know your assignment. And then there's also the like the positive, you know, uh, undisciplined where you're like trying to make a play, right? Going above and beyond. But I always feel like above and beyond is like do your job and then some, and not do some other job and then and then forget yours, right? And that's the subtle difference, but the most important difference that I, I think I saw yesterday. Yeah, and you know, you know, listeners might be like. <laughs> Improvements in the defense, what are you talking about? They still allowed over 600 yards. Yeah, uh, before we were allowing over 700 yards. And, and these these um, these little issues that we're talking about allowed about two to 300 yards of, of offense. They were big chunk plays like that 66-yarder yeah. you're talking about, 15-yarders here, 20-yarders there. It's those big chunk plays that added up to about two to 300 yards because of the, this undisciplined thing. So we're, it, we're making improvements. It's hard to see these because we're talking about 49 points allowed to do UTSA when they average 26 mm-hmm. and 600 and some odd yards of offense allowed. Um, so it's, it's these, these silver linings that we're seeing. We're just not there yet. Yeah. If you go just, okay. Defensive line, that's where we saw a lot of improvement, right? The, the Murphy twins and Dion Noville combined for, was it, basically like 10 tackles for loss in the last couple games or even just last game. And uh, you're like, okay, that was great, you know, football. But UTSA saw that too, and they said, well, let's make sure those guys don't do anything. I wrote in the preview, that's a concern, right? You look at our, our defensive line, they've been getting pressure, but they're pretty light. And uh, if they get pushed back, we'll see a little bit of what Rice – did to us in that first quarter where they just kind of ran the ball through gigantic gaps. Uh, 
you know, it, it's difficult to make the right play 11 times in a row, right? Even if they're gaining yards, you're still making the right play 11 times in a row. Sometimes you get frustrated and say, you know what? I'm not going to allow five more yards. I am going to try to make a heroic play, right? And that's when instead on you do that on play seven, and then that's when that guy scores a 50-yard touchdown or whatever, right? Uh, it's very difficult to just maintain the, the mental discipline to make just the right play every time. And, you know, the guy caught three yards, I tackled him, he's down. The guy caught it four yards, tackle him, he's down, right? Um, but that's how you have to do it. Um, North Texas didn't lose the game. I don't think, uh, you know, just in the second half, that's where a lot of the, the offense happened for, for UTSA. I thought that the game was lost in the first half. Two interceptions early, and then uh, turnovers on down, turnover on down, downs. Um, to me, that was the game. Uh, the game plan, my game plan, I guess, is what I know. But my game plan coming in was like, hey, look, you got to score. You got to score early. Uh, North Texas has been starting out super slow. You got to start out a little bit quicker because they can run the ball, right? Uh, that they could always lean on you, and then you don't really have, you know, a way to overcome that. So get on the board early, as early as possible, Um and then make it a shootout, right? Make make UTSA say, you know what? Even though our game plan is short, quick passes and running the ball, we're going to have to, you know, do a seven-step drop and see what we can find down the field, right? We never made UTSA do that. They got Frank Harrison rhythm, quick passes, short passes, short passes. Uh, and it was only later where they could just do a little play action and chuck it deep one-on-one uh, -on -one and guys were making plays, whatever. Uh, credit to them. They executed the game plan. You know, amazingly well. Uh, and, you know, I, I know we talked about this on the, the C Super Secret Mingo Nation Slack. But what was North Texas's game plan um, that you could see? And how did it go wrong? Well, um, <clears throat> I couldn't get the game on for, for a little bit <laughs> midway through the first quarter. But, yeah, they... Bad news all around in Mingo Nation. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, watching UTSA play up against Texas State, which is a great game if you haven't watched it yet, um, and these other teams throughout the, the season, um, they were getting attacked. UTSA was getting attacked defensively on the along the outside. And I thought, okay, well, that's what UNT is going to do. We've got a weakness there. And, and I was harping on that on that super sleek, secret slack is quit running up the middle, attack the left tackle. And you would see the differences in, in the yard skin. You would get no yards up the middle and you'd get, you know, um, Oscar Attaway quietly getting 101 yards uh, attacking the left side of the of, of UTSA's line. That was was working okay in, in spurts. Um, they couldn't get in rhythm in the uh, running game. And then in the passing game, same, same deal. You know, uh, Jalen Darden was had eight receptions 143 yards right but most of it came in the second half and uh bean and and darden were just not connecting guys were dropping passes and the bean was just making mistakes uh those those couple of interceptions came because he was wasn't setting his feet he was running backwards because the right side of the offensive line the right tackle was getting beat pretty significantly pretty pretty regularly and so he's starting to hear footsteps he's just running backwards as he's throwing making bad throws and that's ultimately what got him benched is just not being able to get comfortable 
uh, not being able to to get in rhythm either. Both passing game and rushing game were not getting in rhythm. Yeah, and, and so that early rhythm, I think that, I mean, I understand. Like, if you, you kind of trace the history of kind of North Texas' offense, the one of the things about, like, the air raid that Seth Rochelle came in and brought and, and you know, Graham Harrell and everything is that sometimes it can look like a dink and dunk kind of offense, right? Short pass, short pass, short pass. They're like, throw it down the field. Some of that is coaching and just, uh, you know, like the – the talent and the the ability of the of the quarterback to make a better decision and say you know what yeah let me throw it downfield and take a you know ten percent less uh um uh you know pass completion day or even percentage pass because that'll you know risk reward there right it's higher higher risk higher reward and we need that at this point and um you know that that was kind of a thing like the four verticals which is super popular now didn't really become a a part of the like Mike Leach offense until I don't know, like twenty seven, uh, two thousand seven or something. Like that. Anyway, the point the point of the my saying this is that Seth Luttrell was saying, um, you know, before uh, Mason finds last season, we got to get the ball down the field. We got to. He basically said what I just said right now. Like if that means throwing a few more interceptions, cool. But we want to to challenge the the defense, right? Throw the ball down the field. We have the talent. Let's give them a shot. And we talked about the offense not really being so air raidy this time, but a little bit more Bryles like, where it's a lot of uh, deep shots, run the ball up the middle, and throw it deep, right? Uh, the kind of offense that famously got Baylor averaging like 750 yards a game and winning a lot of football and, you know, et cetera, what have you. Uh, I think the issue that we're seeing here is that we don't really have anything in between. We're just like, um, like, what happens if Jason Bean doesn't have enough time to throw a deep route? Well, the hope is that he can escape and then run and get five, ten yards, right? And that'll be our move-the-chains kind of offense, right? Like, nothing there. It's all right. I'll scramble forward for five to ten yards. But what was happening is that, as you said, he was either throwing the ball too quickly, right, interceptions, or um, not able to escape, or, I don't know, just kind of getting sacked, right? That's kind of it. And um, that's that. What happens is a quick three and out, and you know, like I don't think North Texas is good enough on offense. Like they don't have all the tools. The offensive line is not that powerful just yet, where they can say, "Well, it's fine. We can take four three and outs because we're going to score the rest of the way." Right, five straight possessions. The only time we saw that was against Middle Tennessee. Um, against Rice, it was a little bit more, uh, I guess, normal. Right, you can kind of see that. I'd like to see some answers, some game planning for the start of the game because I feel like you're just giving possessions away. Like, where is the uh, – we're just going to come out and, you know, be ready for their game plan. They're going to try to stop our run up the middle. They're going to try to stop our passes to Jalen Darden. I like the little, hey, let's get Darden in motion. I thought that was smart. That was good. Sometimes you can just get beat. Cool. But it was still super slow. And also on Jason Bean, dude, you can't – what are you doing? You got to make the throws. You got to make the right throws. Um, the other part of the game plan I said was like, hey, everybody that North Texas played has seen one or two p plays where one dude, one North Texas guy is running behind the defense. You got to hit them. And if it hits their hands, they got to catch it. Uh, Jalen Darden, who was awesome, as you mentioned, did drop a sure touchdown. Uh, he made up for it later, but 
We still got to ding him for that, right? You can't say he played an A-plus game if you drop a sure touchdown. That can't happen. Also, Jason Bean and Austin Ani later on were just throwing the ball too wildly. You got to put it on the receiver. There's no excuse. That's execution, right? Yeah, and, and the thing that elevates you from being, you know, a, a, a great wide receiver like Dardanus to an elite wide receiver is being able to make those plays. Um, you know, we talk about Darden's eligibility or not eligibility, but but his um, NFL draft potential. And that's that can be a knock on him is is in those very clutch moments. Sure, he's he's awesome for North Texas, you know, the most touchdowns scored by a wide receiver in UNT history. Um, but you need him to be that guy that can take a game to a, di- a different level. Yeah, I mean, that's the deal. It's like uh, in the same way they always talk about like, hey, if you're a college quarterback, the windows are smaller, right? The opportunities are fewer. Um, same deal, right? Like if you're uh, the difference between college wide receiving and pro wide receiving is that you don't get that many opportunities, right? You don't get, you know, 12 targets at you unless you're, I don't know, Jerry Rice or something like that. Um, you're going to get two or three. You got to make the most of them, you know, to make a play for your team. And, yeah, so, I mean, whatever. I, I think Jalen Darden, could, he's he's obviously developed from year one to year four. Uh, I think he's an NFL receiver. I think he's going to make – he's going to uh, outwork somebody. He's he's quick. He can uh, find space. He's pretty good catching the ball. And uh, once it's his full-time gig, I'm sure he'll, he'll improve there. Uh, I, I feel like this is a wasted season for him uh, in terms of, like, production and, and, like, delivering big games for him to play. Not only because of coronavirus, but because of the way, like the rest of the team has played, right? I mean, it's been a lot of blowouts, uh, and I mean, it, it was hard to even just kind of be upset about this blowout because we got blown out against SMU, we got blown out against Southern Miss, we got blown out against Charlotte. Um, it's a running theme, you know. Um, so I was disappointed, but mostly because I thought some of that corner was turned. Um, well, it's kind of strange, though, because, you know, we, we talk about how offensively we didn't do great today. Sure, we only scored 17 points. We left a lot of points on the on the, on the field, whatever. Uh, but we still went for 400 yards of offense as poorly as we played. So it's been, yeah, the scheme has, the offensive scheme has been working to get down the field. We've got the tools there, but it has been in spurts, very inconsistent, up and down. And we just we just had the down for a big chunk of of the UTSA game. We were we were trying to move early on, being through that first interception, and it kind of threw everything off uh, from then on. Yeah, it looked. I mean, and I can understand a couple of things. I, I got a couple of notes, and you know, I don't want to I don't want to forget anything. But so let me just start here and say, UTSA came out and they played well. D- defensively, they played well. I noted that they gave up big plays that they are prone to allowing lots of scores and, and just, you know, uh, big stuff. But they also get turnovers, right? That means that they're, they're ball hawk dudes. They're always paying attention. They're always trying to, you know, to make a play. And sometimes that can bite you, right? If you're going for steals all the time in basketball, you're going to get a lot of steals also. You're going to get burnt. Whatever. That, that's the trade-off, and it's working for them. Um, you know, they made the most of it. Uh, Jason Bean threw it right at them twice. They caught it, uh, you know. Just if you're like, well, you know, where's the skill in that? Well, there's been a couple times where uh, the SMU dude threw it right to us, and we dropped it. Right, we're not ready for it. So, um, 
That's the difference, right? Um, credit them. They were ready for some things that, uh, you know, some good plays that North Texas called, right, just to, before we criticize the play calling, because we will. Uh, they were ready for some things. Uh, like I said, they, they were looking at Jalen Dart and said, hey, that guy's pretty good. Let's guard him. Um, they also left they left him open a couple times, and, you know, he got open. He still had a lot of yards, even though UTSA was trying to guard him. Um, that one play we call, we, we say, hey, let's, on short yardage, when we need a couple yards, let's throw it to Darden, right? They ran a play to try to get Darden in the flat, and UTSA was all over it. They were ready for it. Um, and then later on, North Texas went, for that again, they said let's let's get Darden in the flat in the in the red zone. Uh, Ani kind of pump fake towards Darden. Everybody went towards Darden. They left the dude open, right? Deontay Simpson was wide open. I'm gonna drop the sure touchdown. Um, the way I, I, we talked about this on uh, the super secret slack, I said it's like forty to forty five percent execution for me. Uh, forty to forty five percent UTSA playing good, playing well. And then the rest, it's coaching, decision-making, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, so as we just said, hey, block block the guys you're supposed to block, right? Uh, catch the passes you're supposed to catch, right? Jalen Darden, Deontay Simpson dropping a pass, uh, a couple of other guys uh, here and there, uh, like defensively making the tackles that you need to make, um, pursuing um, and, you know, like, uh, not like reading the play defensively along the line, that kind of thing, right? Executing better. Uh, and then I said 40% UTSA playing well. Cause I mean, yeah, sincere McCormick is a tough dude to guard. Uh, Frank Harris, he's tough. He's, he's quick. And he was throwing, you know, bullets on short little passes. Those receivers were making those grabs when they need to make the grab. Um, you know, sometimes you just get beat and that's fine. That kind of stuff, whatever to me, that, that it's kind of a wash, right? You're going to compete. They're going to beat you a couple of plays and how you react to that is, is the thing. Um, and then the rest of it, like I said, just, I didn't feel like North Texas came out with a game plan and saying, you know, here's how we're going to attack UTSA. We came out saying, here's how we're going to just do our offense again, has weaknesses. And then later on, I hate the, the, the reactions. Uh, oh, being stone interceptions. All right, Ani, get in here. I know you're cold. I know you haven't practiced a, a ton or as much but you're going to be the guy now and then once he starts throwing interception we're like okay well i guess what bean again let's do bean now what did bean learn anything what what was it like i feel like we're just returning back to the same thing we're just flopping back and forth instead of progressing um again i read i i said this before pick a guy ani or bean and have them run the thing have them play through their mistakes because that i think that's the only way you get better Right. Um, if we're going to be losing 49 to 17, let's at least come out of it and say, you know what? Well, at least our starting quarterback got better today. Right. That's what we did with Mason Fine. He turned the ball over a ton in 2016. But in 2017, that was the year he won the, the player of the year. Right. He learned a lot. He learned a lot from from turning the ball over four times against UTSA. After doing that enough times, you know, you learn from it. Let's put Bean out there and let's have him throw five interceptions, right? Let's let's do it again, buddy. Let's get it out there again. This time, do it right. Oh, another interception? Shake it off. We'll do it again. Or Ani. Choose a guy. I don't like the flip-flopping. Uh, it's not like, like I said, it's not like where the choice of these guys is, is, is not like Tua 
and uh, what's the name of the other dude? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Yeah. It's not that. We're not just like, like the margin for error is so small, and we're trying to win a championship here. We're trying to have an Im- improved football team here in a pandemic. Let's just grow a guy. You know what I mean? That, to me, I, I, it was just kind of lame. But go yeah, I, I agree with you that, that the game was completely reactionary. That, you know, it was kind of like backyard football. There's no game planning involved. Uh, we, we were trying to either limit Frank Harris or we were trying to um, limit Zachary Franklin. I mean, yeah, we're not going li- to limit Sincere McCorbick, so let him do his thing. But but limit one of those pa- the, uh, one of those um, guys in the passing game to try to to prevent some of those big gainers, big scores, um, you know, something. But but we didn't see that at all. Um, Franklin did get only got uh, three for forty nine, but I think was responsible for some big first downs and some big yeah. big catches. Yeah, situational um, football, right? It, it, if you have one catch for one yard and a score, that's not a big stat line. But if that's the game winning touchdown, right? That's the biggest catch of the game. I mean, it's a, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, and if you're not prepared to, if if you didn't even think about, oh, let's stop Franklin from catching open passes or, or making it be it be a game changer. Then, then you're not thinking ahead. I mean, I'm sure they did think about it. They said that, but but they didn't. It didn't look like they were making an an, an effort to sell out on one, on this or that. Um, and going back and forth between Ani and Bean, I you know you kind of felt it coming, but you really didn't want to see Ani again. Um, and you know, no no disrespect to Ani, but it, it's what you're saying is is get Bean in there, let him get through his lumps, make him the future of the team, um, because now. You know, is he going to be sure the competition is good for everybody, but but, you know, he's not going to want to make small mistakes, which which can lead to 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 worse uh, mistakes down the line. You know, in, instead of get it, throwing it to that guy that's open 40 yards down the field, are you just going to be play it safe and dump it eight yards down the field? What are you going to risk um, to stay on the field or what are you not going to risk to stay on the field? Um, so keep being in there. I know he started off one and seven, but there were reasons that his stat line started off one and seven passing, um, including drops. But um, just let him get in rhythm, and that's the problem we, you and I have been talking about: is is none of these guys have been able to really get in rhythm um, because of these these pulls and and these changes in the starting quarterback. And um, another thing is is we didn't really see being running around out there like like we usually do get, get, give him some design runs he's getting flushed from the pocket anyway so make him run a boot where he has the option to to run it upfield because he can get 10 yards in a split second yeah the game plan that they had for um that utsa had was i mean the one that i think that should have been for jason bean right but yeah obviously you're tailoring it, tailoring it towards our guys but like just a quick throw Let's get a short throw to Darden, right? A little screen pass, uh, a little 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 uh, you know now route to Deontay Simpson. Uh, it's good for everybody. Game, live game. Get the ball. Let's you know build up some rhythm. Have everybody catch the ball. That's not a super. Uh, the first time the ball comes towards you, it's you know late in the second half or something like that. Let's uh, let's build the rhythm. It's good for everybody. So that way, when it's third and ten and somebody needs to to zip a pass over the middle. Uh, they're not sailing it. Now that said, no excuse for being to play to throw you know the ball terribly because I, I thought he had happy feet. None of that was good. Um, you like to see better preparation. Um, I mean, but to me, 
I, I hate to belabor this point. Uh, I think you only get through that by playing, right? I mean, you just have to, to do it where they, they coach them through it and say, you got to do better. Now go out there and show me, right, this next drive. Instead of saying, hey, that was terrible, sit next to me and watch again. Jason Bean has sat and watched a lot of football. He's watched a lot of good quarterback play by Mason Fine. Um, and, you know, that's the way to learn to not shuffle your feet when you're firing it, you know, uh, to the left sideline is to, to do it, right? To do it under pressure where a guy is, is coming after you and, and pressuring wherever, right? Um, so, yeah, and, and going back to the coaching staff and, and what I was saying about them being reactionary, uh, early in the game, it was a big moment, I thought. Missed field goal or, or just like a practice field goal missed. Uh, there was an offside penalty on, on UTSA. So, Nortex gets a fourth and two. They decide, you know what? This is a good time to go for it. Cool. I am perfectly happy if that's your strategy. At that point, I think it was seven nothing, right? So, a field goal makes it seven to three. Cool. But you're like, you know what? Three points is three points. What good is that going to do it? We're going to, you know, show that we're aggressive. Cool, right? Set the tone. To me, this is about... Yeah, again, having a game plan, having a whole entire philosophy that you're true to the entire time, right? Um, second half, similar situation. Uh, North Texas is stopped, and they say, you know what? We're going to kick a field goal here. We're down, what was it, 35-7 to or 28-7? Like, no, 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 let's, it's field goal time. For what? <laughs> yeah, for, for what? real. Like, now, like, the time to be conservative and kick a field goal is earlier, fourth and two. Uh, first half, make it seven to three. All those reasons that you could possibly have for kicking the field goal in the second half. Well, we want our guys to feel good. Well, we want to show, you know, just like, hey, we get some good feelings out of this, give the defense a break. Those are things that apply to the first half, right? And all the reasons that you went for it in the first, well, we got to be aggressive, we're trying to win the game, we're trying to do this and that, are the same ones that you should have in the second. When you show that kind of inconsistency in your philosophy, right, your coaching philosophy, your play calling, right? That's play calling right there. Those coaching choices. That is demonstrated, I think, in your team. When your team looks inconsistent from quarter to quarter, from game to game, it's probably because you're inconsistent coaching, right? It's you're inconsistent with your decision making. Like, what do we believe in? It should apply yeah, well, any situation. What is your identity? Do you have the trust in your team? If you had their your, their trust in the first quarter, even even if they miss the the fourth and two. Um, mathematically on top of that you're down three scores you make the field goal you're still down three scores you still need those three at least on offense three offensive drives to get back at least to tie it if you don't let them score again so it's um, I don't know if it's a lack of confidence uh, not only in the team but in yourself um, and calling the right play you know are you just really self-conscious about how others are going to perceive how you're calling these plays uh, cause why are you, why are you doing this? Just go for it. Uh, be aggressive. Uh, if you're going to, like you said, be aggressive when it's a safe time, then, then be aggressive when you need to be aggressive. Um, don't, don't cower back and, and be afraid to, to take the game back. Yeah, um, I mean, if, if you're concerned and not to say that yes, right. But just thinking about that, if you're concerned about how people are going to judge your decisions, you know, be a strength coach. You know what I mean? Nobody's questioning the strength <laughs> coach. Like, man, did you see the way he ran, you know, lifting today? That was ridiculous. No, right? If you want the shine, 
right? You want people to say, wow, you know, Seth the Trill and give you high fives and give you all the praises and deserve the big contract, right? Part of the deal is that we get to talk about it on Sunday afternoon and say, what the hell was he thinking, right? That's part of the gig. If you don't like the gig, find a new gig. There's thousands of gigs out there, right? Just you can be janitor. Get nobody's questioning the janitor. Maybe when they say, hey, you missed a spot. <laughs> That's about it, right? Nobody cares. But if you want to be in a job, if you want to get the shine, you got to get the criticism, man, right? Um, and part of that criticism is, you know, uh, taking your lumps when your team gets blown out 49 to 17, you know? It's to say, uh, why did your team get blown out 49 to 17, right? Is this uh, this brand new coach, this first year head coach, is he just a better coach than you? Did you get out coached? Did you get out recruited? What was it, man? Did you get, you know, eat too much turkey that week? And you say, ah, you know what? When it came time to figure out what my whole philosophy, football philosophy is on, on whether or not I should kick it or go for it, I put it down because I got another turkey leg, you know, because that was a good turkey leg and I just, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> whatever the situation is, it was bad. It don't make no kind of sense to me, right? And I think that we're not the only ones, right? We're just the guys watching it. Imagine the players, right? This has consequences when they're like, does this coach, when he's on my behind, I'll say, uh, telling me that we got to do the things that win games, does this guy know how to win games? What games has he won, right? Where has he demonstrated superior football intellect and decision-making that tells me that I should believe what he says because he knows what it takes to win, right? Yeah, and, and we're that. and we're talking about a, a fifth year coach here. Yeah, you know, it's it's not like he's new at this, or he's had time to, you know, figure out what his personal philosophy is uh, as a head coach. Um, and he's is he's not a first time offensive coordinator either. He's had pretty big programs: Arizona, North Carolina, Indiana, where he's been calling these plays. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not not something that snuck up on him or anything. Yeah. And I think it's it's. You know, I hope we don't see more of this in the future. It's something to keep an eye on, but but this hesitancy to to I mean, you you've been playing big this whole season. You know, you're going four verticals on almost every single play. You're not giving guys, uh, uh, you know, short routes to to kind of bail out your quarterback. Why why stop now when you're down 21 points? Is it is it because you're so low on yourself on your team? Two quarters or whatever it was, the third early third quarter. Um, you're so down on your team that that sh- early in the game that you're just throwing in the towel. I mean, w- yeah, I mean, exactly, dude. Is it's like I, the reactionary stuff. I don't get it, right? One, you know, one thing that I like about like good basketball teams, right? Uh, say like a, like I don't say the Spurs teams or or like the whatever team, right? Is that you can tell a good team and a bad team because they're gonna do their thing, right? They believe in the way that they do things. And they're going to, you know, it's like live by the sword, die by the sword. They say, no, we believe in our offense. When we need a bucket, we're going to run our offense because our offense will get us points because we practice it. We believe in it. We call these plays. That, you know what I mean? That's why we practice these plays so hard because we believe in them, right? And that kind of thing applies everywhere. It's a football team, right? It's like what kind of attitude? How do we, how do we play, right? That should, that decision-making framework should apply to the whole game right how do we huddle right how do we call plays what is our philosophy on calling plays is it be aggressive cool we're just aggressive and we try to win in everything that we do right like you do look at a uh, uh, like nick saban it's you know trust the process do everything the right way 
it's you have to just completely know any and everything, right? It's like a Bill Belichick's they they uh his thing, he he knows everything. There's no football situation that he hasn't thought about and, and doesn't have uh like a, an opinion uh, uh, like I say an educated uh opinion on the way it should happen, right? Like if I brought it up to Bill Belichick, he would probably, you know, uh, say go for it or something like that. Wh- whatever. It d- as long as it's consistent across the board, it's like you know we're gonna be a conser- we're a conservative team. We play not to lose, right? We don't want to give anybody anything. That's fine. It should you know hey fourth and two doesn't matter. We're taking the points because we're a conservative football team. Um, you know we play field position. We are not giving anything away. You can win with that kind of philosophy, and lots of guys have. But it should be consistent across the board, right? It's first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Anytime, any place, you're going to play like your team. Again, what is North Texas, right? What kind of team are we? How do we play? Are we aggressive? Didn't look super aggressive in the second half. Where's the aggression, right? Um, well, well, we're just we kind of just play by ear. That's kind of what it seems like. And I think, again, that has consequences because that means on a given day, you're just you're aggressive, and the other days you're like, yeah, I'm not so aggressive this time. It causes frustration in the players. They're like, uh, I like it when we're more aggressive, and I'd like us to be aggressive now, and you're telling us we're just going to punt in this situation or kick or whatever the case may be. You know, that's deflating. You know what I mean? Like if you, And then you can't turn around and yell at the players, like, where's your aggression, guys? How, you, how come you're not getting up for this game? Because <laughs> I don't know what kind of team we are today, right? I don't know if we're the aggressive team or we're the passive team, the conservative one. What kind of team are we, coach? You know? It doesn't make any sense. That's why you got to be consistent, you know, figure out what you want. And I think by the time you, you know, some you say, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in this head coaching football uh, at, for your program, uh, Mr. AD. I think by then that's the time you need to know what kind of football team you have and you want to be right. Uh, and, you know, like I said, that should be the case five years in. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of all this inconsistency. We've been saying that for Five years now. Uh, North Texas is inconsistent from game to game, quarter to quarter. Seth Latrell complains about it. Like, yeah, we're real inconsistent. But I think we're kind of seeing why. It's because Seth Latrell's pretty inconsistent. You know, he, remember we talked to him at the uh, media days, and he was like, yeah, sometimes I would, you know, I, I'd kind of get a little like, yeah, let's just go for it. I would get kind of hyped up in the in the moment. <laughs> you can't do that, man. That means you're a reactionary yeah. head coach, dude. It, it doesn't work, you know. Well, it can work. It just means it has consequences, right? And to me, these are the consequences that we're, we're, we're enduring now. Yeah, and, you know, I like I like the plays. I like the scheme, I should say. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say I like the play calling. I like the scheme that, that he's running right now. It, sure, it's not Graham Harrell. We, we won't speak Bodie Reader's name, but it, it may not be Graham Harrell because um, that one had an identity, and, and this one doesn't really. We have the players. We've got Jason Bean. He's great. Oscar Attaway quietly broke 100 yards um, on 15 carries last yesterday. Um, we ran it 39 times. We threw past it 33 times. Seth Latero always wants to run it more and more than Graham Harrell ever want, wanted to run it. So make it give, give us the that identity. You know, churn those yards. Give us the the game the kind of game that that McCormick saw. Give give Attaway 50 or, you know 23 carries. Uh, you know, don't give Attaway one carry and then take him out and then put Tory in and give him one carry into the back of the line, the back of the center, because 
he's what five foot nothing five foot yeah something he's the he's the darren sproles of the team he's great i like him but but if you're going to have the turner that oscar attaway is then give tory an opportunity to succeed on the outside in the passing game do do something where where i don't know if he's just trying to mix it up where he's trying to save the players to to be rested by by the fourth quarter um or or if you know he's trying to confuse the defense i i just don't understand it if you want to be a run first team not a run first team but but a power run game with this great pat downfield passing attack then then do that this that's not what it looks like we have a, a downfield passing attack with good runners yeah i mean uh, again I, I think that's that's something that we kind of talked about too it's like there's a lot there are a lot of ways to to score the football right and uh, and again i think i like Seth Trail has produced good offenses. This team, this season, we have another good offense, one of the best in the nation, et cetera. I think the the difference between, um, you know, just having like, wow, they really do score a lot of points, and wow, you guys win a lot of games and you score a lot of points, is that fact where it's turning that overall philosophy into a specific game philosophy. And then, again, being consistent in your decision-making throughout the game so that way the players play to their best, right? Again, it's coaching, it's turning good to great, um, you know, bad to good, et cetera, et cetera, right? And great into Hall of Fame. Um, you know, th- that's a season kind of thing, but it's, you know, it's also a game kind of thing where, hey, if you go into, you go in a matchup and you're, you know, five-point underdogs, I mean, UTSA is not that much better than you are. They're talented. There's lots of talent all over the field. Uh, but they made us feel that talent, right? They said, hey, our advantage is, is Sincere McCormick. Well, 23 times we're going to run him at you, right? Our advantage is uh, Frank Harris running the ball. Um, we're going to make you feel that. Also, our advantage, uh, we have big, big, tall, wide receivers, and we're going to make you defend them, right? We're going to make you do those things. We're not going to try to get too cute here and there. We're going to just make you do these things. Did we do that to them? Did we say, you know what, you're going to have to defend Jason Bean running the ball? Eh, sometimes, you know, he kind of ran, he kind of scrambled, but a lot of that was, we're going to try to throw it. Oh, no, now Jason Bean, do your thing. Um, we didn't say, you're going to have to guard Jalen Darden, right? Um, we sort of try to do that. And to your point, um, we never made them have to guard DeAndre Torrey or Oscar Attaway or whatever. We never made them feel it, right? And I think, again, that's... The question is why? What were we trying to do? Are we getting too cute? Is that it? Are we, we're just like, you know what? Sure, we can throw it to our best receiver, but what if we fake throwing it to our best receiver, throw it to our worst receiver? They'll never see it coming. <laughs> yeah. Again, I tell the story a lot of time. I think one of the uh, sometimes coaching could be just could be a little simpler, right? The um, the dude for the Cavs that got fired midway through the season, right? Um, forgot his name now but uh he drew up a play in the playoffs for the for the uh lebron james version of the of the Cavs uh against the bulls i think they had derrick rose at the time he's like okay we're gonna have lebron be a decoy and then we're gonna throw it over here and then lebron said you know what forget that here's the play throw it to me i'm gonna get it i'm gonna win the game right uh so they ran that play lebron got it hit the game winning jumper whatever it is Sometimes you can overthink it. Like, they're all going to be guarding LeBron James. Make them guard LeBron James, right? That's that's the whole thing. The whole question coming into any game is, 
How do we stop LeBron or how do we limit LeBron? Whatever. Well, make him answer that question, right? And we're not we're not making him answer the the tough questions that we have, right? How are you going to guard Jalen Darden? Well, we're going to just wait till North Texas doesn't throw to him cuz they won't. There'll be times when they're not going to actually throw to him and then we'll stop him that way, right? When uh Jason Bean's trying to force the ball to somebody else. That's going to be great. That's how we'll stop him. Yeah, and I think I think one thing is that that's evident about this is that we we talk about these guys in a vacuum. We talk about Darden, we talk about Bean, we talk about Attaway, we talk about Tory. We don't talk about Bean and Attaway. We don't talk about um, um, Bean and Tory in this, you know, whatever a, a zone run type of scheme. We don't talk about Bean to Darden as being this this connection. Um, it's not exactly the same, but it, it kind of reminds me of Kasevich Gerald. He was like the lone bright spot um, in a dark era, and yeah. this is not the case with Darden. You know, he's he, we're we're not in that place that we were with with um, um, the coach with that shall not be named. Yeah. But um, you know, he we talk about him almost in a vacuum. Like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, he's going to put up yardage. He's going to be a great player. That's where I feel like like we're losing it. We're losing the team. Is that that we sh- it shouldn't be the case? It should be like fine. And Guyton or Fine and Bussy. That was it was like a duo, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not the case with with the current quarterbacks and any of the the offensive skill players that that we've been talking about today. Yeah, I mean, and let's, let's again, let's go back and be clear that there was a lot of just mistakes where you could see guys open, uh, like Darden's been open a ton all season, and Ani and Bean have missed them. That's not Darden's fault. That's not the coaching staff's fault. Uh, a lot of times they're calling up decent plays. And they're not being executed. Cool, right? Uh, we will talk a little bit about Graham Harrell here because uh, at least one North Texas player said, uh, you know, I liked when Graham Harrell called the plays. And uh, to me, that's not, again, I, I don't think that's necessarily play calling like this play. Because there was a lot of that where, you know, people complain about Graham Harrell's play calling. Where I'm looking at it, I'm like, I see what he's trying to do. They were trying to attack, you know, this area of the field. And the guy slipped or they didn't see him or the guy didn't catch the ball or the route was wrong or something like that. Right. There's a lot of part of execution. I can, I, every offensive coordinator would probably say, you know what, if they would have just ran these plays that I called the way that I, I, I told them to, to, to uh, do them, we would have scored 58 points and won this game going away. Right. Uh, but it's a team game, right? Uh, you also have to call the plays you think the guys can execute or that, you know, that you, you have confidence in, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then the defense is defending you. They're not making it easy. Um, there was a lot of that. Uh, execution not being there. Again, being overthrowing. Darden dropping passes. Deontay Simpson dropping a pass. Um, there's a lot of that, right? Uh, defensive line for UTSA getting into the, the backfield, um, you know, making Bean have happy feet. All those things contributed to this loss. Uh, what I'm complaining about is just, again, I think – when North Texas is challenged and when they fall flat, it always looks the same, at least to me. It always looks like there's not a cohesive game plan that we we can talk about execution all the time, but I'm like, hey, maybe not. let's not give them a level four execution problem to solve, right? When times are tough, let's stick to the easy things, right? Let's do something easy. What is our easy? And we don't necessarily have that. Again, what is our bread and butter play? Do we have one? I don't think so. You, I mean, you talked about it like, hey, we need to run Darden short instead of kind of running them, uh, trying to find him open, you know, and 
lots of di- these different things. UTSA is leaving the short stuff open. Uh, and then, like, right after that, uh, Ani found Darden on a, on a little short pass across the middle, and he scooted down the field or something like that. Uh, to me, those seem like the solutions, right? We need more bread and butter. I talked about this. Where's the short stuff? Where's the intermediate? I think in the playbook, it's let's run the ball, right? Like, hey, we're always going to be able to get three or four yards. But what happens when we don't? What happens when we get two yards on second down? Now we got third and long or something like that. What is the answer? Um, I, I I said this is like a soccer way of framing it, right? Like, but um, like the the way they talk about it. But um, I thought UTSA asked a lot of questions of North Texas that we couldn't answer, right? Like, hey, okay, cool. Can you execute down the field uh, and not just get big plays every time? The answer was no, right? Jason Bean had a couple good plays, do an interception. Have a few more good plays, do an interception. Have a few more good plays. Turnover on downs, right? That was the first half when it was competitive. Um, they said, hey, can you stop our main dudes, right? No, you can't, right? Um, can you be disciplined, you know, for for the whole game and not just rely on getting, I don't know, a fumble or whatever the case was? The answer was no. And to me, that's fundamental to football, right? Like, make them uncomfortable. I was, We talked about this all the time. Like, hey, if their number one option is LeBron James, Let's make Kyle Korver beat us, right, or whoever the case is. And on offense, you're like saying, okay, how do we make sure that they're not ganging up on a number one option? How do we make sure that that uh, that we're comfortable? Because we think that when we're comfortable, we can out-execute them, right? Now, whether or not you can out-execute them when you're comfortable is another question that's about talent and recruiting and, you know, coaching and practice and stuff like that. But, I mean, to me, it's always the same kind of deal. Like, North Texas never, when they run up against a team that's evenly matched or just a little bit superior, we don't have any solutions for that, and we always get blown out, right? Again, let's let's go through the list again. Troy and at New Orleans Bowl, um, Utah State in the whatever in the hell bowl, the, um, uh, was it, uh, UAB in the second half, um, was it FAU twice, right? Because, again, Lane Kiffin is a is a good coach. He knows how to game plan. When you go into a game, he's gonna ask the questions that need to be asked, right? Like uh, your your corner that always bites on that play fake. Guess what I'm gonna do on play one, right? We're gonna see if he learned any lessons, and if he didn't, you're gonna get beat. We're gonna give you a steady diet of that, right? Every time. To me, that's game planning, right? That that's just knowing your opponent, and. I didn't hardly ever see evidence of that. I'm sure they do it. I'm sure they game plan, whatever. But I'm hardly ever seeing that. Like, man, Seth Luttrell, you got to look out because when he comes to the game, he's always going to find a way to find your weakness. Do you ever say that about him? Do you ever say, man, Seth Luttrell, <laughs> you got to look out because he's going to he's gonna find a way to get you off balance. No. I, I think we would, would say that about him the first couple years. Uh, where we're coming into the game, we would we would watch the game beforehand, uh, whoever that opponent was, and we'd say, "Oh yeah, they have these weaknesses," and sure, we'd exploit. We, we don't even exploit them, but we we'd attack those, and you know, boom. Now we see these weaknesses, and I'm here. I'm just a dude watching UTSA play these other mid majors, and I'm saying, "Okay, attack the left side, attack them on the outside, and win the game that way." And and we, here we are uh, running up the middle uh, with a five eight five six guy, and and then I'm yelling at you guys in Slack saying run to the left tackle. But, yeah, and that's again, it's like one thing that 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 
they did against us. They're like, hey, let's not run right at Dion Novell. Let's put him in space. Like, there's a couple times where Dion Novell, again, big dude, space uh, gobbler, but not, you know, he's not going to chase down Sincere McCormick. Uh, there was a couple situations where it was Sincere McCormick in like three in a three-yard kind of space there against Dion Novell. He stepped left, cuts right. Noville dives, but he he's not going to stop him there, right? What you want is Noville pushing forward, getting into the backfield, getting on to Sincere McCormick before he has a chance to use any space. Then he has to do the jump cut or whatever the hell they kept saying on the broadcast. And when he jump cuts, he jump cuts into the next dude that's ready to tackle him, right? Again, get get to him before he has an advantage. But once McCormick is in space and we're like, okay, now, all right, Dion Novell, please chase down uh, Sincere McCormick, this their super fast dude, and see if you can tackle him. That's not putting your guys in winning position. So I totally agree with you there. What were we doing? All right, DeAndre Torrey, let's run right into Jalen Haynes. They're big dude. They're 6'2", you know, nose tackle, whatever, 300-pound uh, nose tackle. Let's run at, right at his belly and see if we can push him over with DeAndre Torrey, or whatever the case is, right? Um. Where were the things to get Tory into space, right? You know where Tory is good? In space. Let's get him in space, have him attack. You know where De- uh, uh, Jalen Darden is good? In space. You know last week where Frank Gore Jr. just uh, like uh, uh, juked half the or 85% of the, the UTSA team is when he caught a screen pass in space, right? Did we do the same thing? Did we ask the question? Did we say, hey, uh, you know last week when you guys couldn't tackle this little dude in space? Let's see if you can tackle our little guy in space, right? And when they did it the first time, say, cool, now do it again. Now do it again, right? Uh, the one time we did, it was a busted play where Jalen Darden caught it in space, made a stutter step, ran up the sideline 75 yards, right? Where was that? No, instead we're saying, no, Jason Bean, let's do a seven-yard, uh, you know, seven-step drop, lead the defense, fire in a bullet across the middle, right? Like, cool, that's fine in a vacuum, as you said. But where is the, where are the questions, right? And, and, and if you're like, no, no, like, we don't want to get too far off of our game plan. That is completely understandable. But I don't think it's, if you know your, your offense well enough, adding another play, one play, a couple plays is not really unrealistic. They did a little swing pass to Attaway in, in the flat. He caught it, turned up field. It was a nice play, right? I, I tweeted, yeah, they used to do that to Jason, uh, to Jeff Wilson a lot. Um, why don't we not doing that to, to DeAndre Torrey, right? Where's his screen passes? We know that one play. Let's call it two or three more times. Let's get the ball to Torrey and see what he could do, right? In space, why? Because he's a good player, and they can <laughs> see they can tackle him in space. But we're I think, not doing I it. think, I think Bodie Reader ruined all kinds of swing plays and and screen passes for this North Texas offense for a while. <laughs> but I mean, so that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, right? And I think that's what you're talking about is like um, I'd like us to be the team that says uh, that you're like, man, uh, North Texas is a good offense, and they are always, you know, putting you on skates. Um, they always find your weaknesses. You know what I mean? It's like that professor. They always kind of know he's 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 not going to just ask the easy stuff. We really got to know our stuff because he's going to ask us about it, right? You got to really know it. He's not going to just be like, oh, just ask the top-level easy answers. 
it's the interview question where they ask the deep the deep underlying thing to really see if you have a, a grasp of it and not just a quick google of uh you know hey java interview questions or whatever the case is I mean, <laughs> kinda, so i think that's that's the deal i don't see that from north texas i definitely didn't see that yesterday and uh it's easy to nitpick and, and second guess but i mean it's not saying well it was uh it came down to the wire and we're just trying to figure out like why why did they call that play on the go no it's like why did you why did you get beat by 40 points in this game right why is this the third time this season fourth time this season you got blown out why is this the second time you got blown out in a rivalry game right like, why do you look like you are clearly second best in this game? Like, what is the deal? What's what's happening? Yeah, we, we've been able to out-athlete three three teams this season so far. And, and I think that's where we are. We're out-athleting these these other teams yeah. and not relying on, on scheme and, and play calling. And that's where we've lost those other four games. And I'm hoping that, you know, maybe it's youth. Uh, I see the defense getting better um, yeah. each week. Not just statistically, but but performance and how they look on the field how they're tackling how they're reacting uh you know some some few more things that they need to work on and and we've got a lot of uh, underclassmen moving up and so that's that's good to see for the future uh i'm feeling better about that defense um we're seeing the same mistakes we've been we've been seeing all season and last season uh with the with offense and coaching and, and this and that so you know it's it's year five Seth Latrell's gotta gotta get a little bit of more confidence in in the fans and the team and stuff or in people or coaching staff and decision making around them to kind of ease any kind of uh, unease that we have with him being being the head coach right now. Yeah, and um, I mean, you know, like I said, it, it is evidence that I mean, the dude is still growing as a coach, and I mean, not everybody is a football genius. Uh, I mean, again, not knocking Seth Charles, whatever, uh, his, his, his abilities, but I'm saying like, nobody's like, not everybody's a savant. Some guys have to grow into the, to the job. And, um, you know, this team is a bit young still. There are some seniors here and there. And, uh, you know, I think one thing about say, uh, like UTSA, they got a lot of seniors on their team, uh, like in big position like the safety, Rashad Wisdom is, is a senior dude. Um, you know, the quarterback, Frank Harris is a, was a fourth year guy, even though he's been injured a lot. Um, you know, like it is helpful to have those seniors in positions, but then, you know, you also look last year and say, Hey, we had a lot of seniors in that squad too. What happened there? Um, you know, I, again, I, what I'd like to see improved is the consistency, uh, really sit back and evaluate. I, I, I can understand a big philosophy shift in like scheme, like, you know, South Rochelle saying, you know what? I like my scheme, but I like this browse thing a little bit better, and I want to switch over to that. Cool. I have no problems with that. Um, you know, sometimes you got to find the answers. You know, like this is working. The other team got the best of us. They outschemed us today, and we're gonna get better on it. That is fine. I'm I'm not saying this team needs to go. You know, win each game sixty to nothing, and you know that's the only way I'll be happy. But I think it, it's disappointing to see them fall back into some of the same patterns because we're like. Did we learn anything? Like, I don't want to go through a whole lot of blowouts, right, to learn something. It's fine. Sometimes you get beat. Sometimes you're just second best. Sometimes you get out-athleted, right? And I think that was a little bit SMU. Out-schemed and out-athleted, right? Seeing guys chase this other dude as he's sprinting past everybody. You're like, well, I don't know. 
You ever try to chase somebody that's just clearly faster than you, Aldo? <laughs> it is, I have, and it happens a lot. Yeah, you're just like, uh, yeah. There's, I'm. There's a moment of realization where you're like, I am literally giving everything that I have, and it is not enough. You know, there's nothing. I have nothing else. That person is not giving any kind of effort. He's just gliding there's down no, the basketball court. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it, and that's fine, right? You can't, you know, like, okay, whatever. Um, but the other times when you're like, you know what? It's not a, it's not an athlete question here. It's I wasn't ready to play. You know what I mean? And and that's that. That's not like I wasn't paying attention in practice. Um, but hey, the coaches didn't prepare me right to practice. Um, you know, like we don't look like we have a. You know, again. We don't look like we, we know what we want, what we believe in, and how we're going to execute it because it's not evident that our philosophy is showing in this second-half uh, decision to kick the field goal. Like, what? how does this align with our goals of, I don't, I don't know what their slogans are, being better, win, it, win the day, whatever the case is, right? How is this winning the day right now when kicking a field goal right here? What are we doing? How is this, uh, you know, showing excellence and developing leaders and whatever? Is that how we're developing leaders? Kicking a field goal and, and saying, well, you know, I don't want my Maybe feelings to get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> that's not, it doesn't align with any of those things. And that's not just, you know, whatever, just criticizing and criticize. It's asking a real question. You know, when you're sitting down, Seth, and you're, you know, you're sitting there and watching your NASCAR or whatever, and Ryan says he likes NASCAR, uh, sipping a whiskey. Think about that, right? And everybody along the thing, I think everybody's going to do some self-reflection. Um where are you taking this program? And not only the players and whoever, but all of us, right? Everybody's watching along with it. Uh, what are you doing? What is the what is the goal? Where are we going, right? That's my kid is yelling, Dad, where are we going? <laughs> uh, we're going to stop here because we have to buy this to do that, to do this, whatever, right? It all has to be, you got to have the answer. You know, you have to believe it. You have to be willing to change it, sure, but you shouldn't be, you should be able to show how every decision you're making aligns with your entire philosophy, right? Why are we stopping for uh, for snacks right here? Because we want to make sure nobody's cranky as we're going to grandma's house, right? Like, that makes sense, right? It should align with the goal. Why are we stopping here? It's like, well, I was going to take you to grandma's house, but now I don't know where we're going. I actually don't know what we're doing, kids. You know what I mean? That's that's a little bit like what I feel like was happening there. Why are we kicking field goals yeah. here? Why are we swapping the quarterback again? Yeah, and, and if it's to – and if we're kicking a field goal to just boost morale, I mean, you're already down three scores. I don't think that, that that's going to do it. No, man. You know what? To, again, to further illustrate that point, you know what kills morale? When you decide to kick the field goal, right? That That is killing morale there. When you're saying, look, guys, if we fail, we fail. But we're going to go for it. We're going to try. We're not going to – we're not going to give up on this game right here, right? We're going to try to win. We're going to play every game, every moment like we're trying to win, even when there's no hope. Because if you say, well, there was no way of winning the game now in the third quarter. We're down 35 points. When, Because then when did, you know, was, again, I was watching Arthur Christmas, right? And they're like, yeah, just one kid didn't get the present. You know, and then he's like, it's just one kid. And they're like, well, which kid doesn't matter? How many kids don't matter, right? Whatever, right? And, and they go, that's a kid's movie. But that's the kind of thinking that can get into your program, right? When you're saying, this game doesn't matter anymore, we give up, right? Because we can kick a field goal. Then at what point does it not matter anymore, right? When can I stop giving effort? Because you stopped giving effort, coach, right? You're not calling plays aggressively anymore. You gave up. So if I give up on this play, what is the difference, right? If I don't run hard, if I don't play to the whistle, what is the difference between 
that my action, my decision making, and your decision making here, right? Is it just because you said so and you make a million dollars and I don't? Is that it? Is that the only difference? That's not good enough. That don't that don't make no kind of sense to me, right? It's like if you're gonna play, if you're gonna coach, you got coach to win the whole game, right? You don't give up. You just because you lost, you don't play. You you do it for the next game. So it, so you practice yourself coaching to win every play, coaching like you're trying to win the game every time. Call the plays like you're trying to win every time, or else get out, right? Get out the seat because you're not ready to do the job. Yeah, man. Yeah, let, let the offensive coordinator take over. Yeah. Somebody wants to call the plays like they want to <laughs> win the game, right? I mean, like, it, for real, like, if you're down, you're down. It, it's not PS, you're not playing PS5, and you're like, well, okay, I lost 21. I was going to care past the sticks, right? You got to play the whole game. The whole game, you got to do it. Um, you can. There's a lot of valuable things you can learn, like a team can learn, right? You talk about practice time, not getting ample time in the field. Um, was it UTEP canceled all all uh, football activities this week? Right, I, they would love to take some some garbage time minutes. Right, they could just swap out and say, you know what, uh, we'll take those garbage time minutes. We'd love to get our freshmen out there and run through some plays and get some live game action and get block some dudes and make some decisions. Um, you know, in real real game speed. You know, all that would make would be wonderful for us. So if you're not coaching like that, if you're giving up at, in the third quarter, then you're giving up, right? And you're teaching your team that you're going to give up. Then you're teaching your team it's okay to give up. So when later on you're yelling at them, you can't give up. That's not what a program, what, what Seth Luttrell say uh, his first year, that's 1-11 crap, right? That's not what we do here. Is, is, uh, is you know, 3-7 and seven better? Is it better just to be 3-7 and seven than 1-11? What is the, the appreciable difference in being 1-11 and 3-7? And or whatever the case is, right? What is it? Two games. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, that's uh, that's gonna be two. But I mean, <laughs> you're right. But you you see what I'm saying, right? Like that. That's to me. No, that I was the frustrated it. part. Yeah, that was that was it. And it's yeah. After one half of football, you decide. Okay, well, I mean, let's just let's just ring it home. Yeah. And we'll we'll try again next week. Yeah, and I can see where you think, hey, let's swap the the QB that is trying to win the game. But I also think that's just you're out of ideas, which is a separate kind of deal. right. It's it's yeah. not sparking some kind of comeback, you know. Instead of doing the the things you have been doing to get you down three scores, try something else. Reach into your playbook that you've yeah. you've been working on for the past ten years or whatever, twenty years, yeah. and try something different. Yeah, call a different play, or um, I don't know. Uh, Give somebody else the reins. Like, say, hey guys, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of out of ideas. Should I call the same play? What do you guys think, Ani? And then, everybody's like, <laughs> that, I mean, I, I, that's a, I that's like a, Seth Luttrell, the offensive coordinator. The the Seth Luttrell, the offensive coordinator, should get in the ear of Seth Luttrell, head coach, yeah. and give and tell him what to do. Yeah, I mean that's the deal. And you know, like, uh, I I don't want to belabor the point, even though I have, have already. Um, we gotta see some improvement. I I don't know what the answer is. Um, you know, I don't think it's definitely to fire him. Uh, I mean, you just play this podcast for him. Uh, you know, whoever wants to do it, and then it would just be me getting in his ear, and then he could be motivated by his anger for me. Like, how dare this no nothing nobody <laughs> podcaster talk mess about me? And then they go on to win. Like, if they won every game past this point, because he was like, and this is, and they were just like dunking on me on the sideline. Like, take that, Adam. Huh? Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fine. 
I don't care, right? If the team hates the podcast or hates the criticism, and that motivates them to win, because uh, some got to motivate them to win, right? Because I mean, you know, whatever they're doing right now, uh, it it resulted in an L. You know what I mean? It resulted in an embarrassing L. It was it's not even fun. Nobody. Yeah, it win. was it was bad. This was a bad loss. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll put your face on one of those QB <laughs> cards. Yeah, they looked up. <laughs> Remember when this guy said that we should score more touchdowns? What was he thinking? He's yeah. Remember when? Remember, you know, Seth Rich put it on his desk. Like this guy said that I should call the plays and score touchdowns. He thinks he knows football. Bulletin board material. Run a slant route. What are you talking about? Yeah, put it on the bulletin board. You know, tweet it at yourself. Just keep it as a pin tweet. You know what I mean? And just just stare at it. Camp. The the tweet is like I don't know if field goals are gonna do it guys you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> whatever man uh, meanwhile a note about basketball I think what we're gonna do is just probably put the basketball stuff on the members only podcast because really nobody not as many people care about basketball coverage as they do football coverage uh, so I think I'm just gonna do that but I'll just note here that uh, the Mean Green are one and one they beat Mississippi Valley State and then lost to Arkansas. Uh, and a game kind of showed a lot of ball, bad ball handling, right? It was like immediately after. It's was, it was not good. Uh, they were competitive for a little bit, then it just kind of got away early where they were just down 20, turned the ball over Arkansas, just going down and getting easy buckets. It was uh, just kind of fell right into the game plan. Uh, I still have confidence. North Texas is picked to finish second in this league. Who knows what this league is going to look like? College basketball in a pandemic. You know. Throwing my hands up here. I mean, I, the, the good news is that there are fewer players to get COVID and to, you know, contact trace into a canceled game. And it's much easier to uh, to replay a, a basketball game than it is a football game. But, I mean, I'm not super, super confident in whatever. All right. That's all I got to say about basketball. <laughs> was it a tournament that they're playing in? Uh, no, that was just, it was just at Arkansas. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with any sport, really, uh, I felt like, man, we should just wait. If we could just wait till the summer, then then we could try to see if we can get full seasons in, in all the leagues. But you know, can't wait. I mean, yeah, you, you can't. I can't be the guru of everything. You know, the only one guy was a guru of every, everything. That was uh, Jared Kushner, who had every. He was the <laughs> the CEO of everything. Um, Main Green Nation's going political. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was facts. I mean, it's where we live in. It's like me just saying, yeah, the mayor of, uh, of San Antonio is Ron Nuremberg. The guru of everything, according to the President of the United States, was his son-in-law. It's like, this guy, he knows what the answer is. He's going to solve immigration and racism and whatever else I give him. At the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. You know, so like I said, you got right, You get the job, you get the right to choose the thing. I, I get the right to criticize it, right? No? Um you know, same thing for Seth Luttrell, Grant McGaslin, Ben Baker. They have the gig. That's the, the shiny gig. And they say, hey, you guys, come on out. Watch us play. Watch us do this thing. You know? Like if I invite you to watch me cook. And then you're like, I don't know if you're really, if you're cooking those <laughs> right. And can I criticize? I'm like, hey, you know, I don't go to your kitchen and tell you what to do. You're like, yeah, I don't invite you to my kitchen to watch me cook. You know? So you invite me to your game. You tell me to watch the game. I watch. I'm gonna have opinions on it, guy. You know, how dare you criticize the things I'm doing after I invited you to watch me do them and to care about them? You know, that's that's what happens. Yeah. So, 
You can salt that hamburger helper. <laughs> you see the way I butter this toast? You know, that's why. I'm not, <laughs> not a cook. Right. Well, yeah. do you have any anything else? I know I ranted for a bit, so uh, I'll give you the floor here if you wanna you wanna go off. No, I think I think we covered it pretty pretty well. Um, how upset we are with the state of things, and and you know, yeah. we've been watching this. It, it's been fun watching us win when we do win, and the same issues keep uh, creeping up uh, on offense um, and with scheming and play calling and and all that jazz. As uh, no pun intended, um, as this whole not even just this season, but the but last season and, and years past is is the same issues that creep up, is what's causing these losses. They're just starting to compound themselves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. There's fewer fingers to point now, uh, point to, and and you know it's it's. <laughs> We we have to be. When I look at FAU under Lane Kiffin and I think, man, I wish we were, we were like that. Do, do other teams look at North Texas and say under Seth Luttrell said, man, I wish I wish we were like that too. I I I don't think that's the case. Um, it's it's sad to say, but but I wish we would see better improvement under the current coaching staff. Like like I'm not ready to say we need to fire Seth Luttrell. I don't think he's that bad of a head coach, but. Yeah. We have the luxury to say, as good as things have been the past several seasons under his his uh, uh, tenure, we can say, okay, we know what it looks like when we're good. Why aren't we doing those things? Why um, has the defense gotten so bad? Why has your play calling gotten so inconsistent? If you're going to take the reins as offensive coordinator, then let's see some some Seth Luttrell football. What does that look like? And and every year we we see something different. Um, and I know people like to throw back to Graham Harrell because we we knew what he was going to call uh, with with him uh, calling plays. We just need more clarity in what this team is. We're not in an awful state. This is not a one of an eleven team or anything like that. We just need to take uh, some steps forward that we should have taken a couple of seasons ago already. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm by that. Like, like I said, I think the major mistakes that Seth Luttrell's made in the last three seasons were his choice of assistants, and that's a big thing in college football, right? I mean, one thing you can say about Nick Saban is that he knows how to pick his assistants, right? Um, and he's had, he has to do it, right, successful or unsuccessful. He's like, I'm going to bring this guy in to do this, to move us forward in this particular offensive thing. They either they do it so well they get hired away, or they don't, and he ha- finds a new guy, right? And so yeah, you're not good enough. And he brings a new guy in, you know. Like it's a part of the gig is to hire assistants, and you're like, well, I just don't got the money. Again, you you got to find the new one. The challenge is in front of you. It's not a secret, right? You can't come to North Texas and be like, well, how come I don't get to pay one point three million dollars for my assistant? Like that's not the gig, buddy. This this is what you got to do here, right? You know the constraints of this thing. It's like, again, going to Texas and being like, I didn't know everybody was going to care. There's like 1,500 blogs that care about University of Texas football. It's like, yeah, that's part of the gig, right? Again, you know, the, you got to understand the job that you're walking into. And if you don't, I don't know what to tell you. You're not doing your job well enough, right? If Your agent's not doing a job. You got to explain it to you. Like, listen, buddy, this is a big-time school. Do you know what that means? Do you know, <laughs> yeah, what media obligations are? It, just whatever, right? Like I, I have little sympathy for people that complain about things that they should already know, right? This is the gig, man. Do your job or don't. Get out quickly, right? 
You know what I mean? Quit wasting our time. We don't got a whole lot of time to waste. We might get a we might get the COVID cough. We don't got time to, you know, pity you here because you don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? And you didn't take the time to do the research that you needed to do, right? I'm kind of arguing against a straw man, but that's the case. That's the case. I totally agree with you about like the the Lane Kiffin thing. If you're a say FAU fan, you're like, well, what were the things that sucked about being a Lane, you know, uh, under Lane Kiffin? Well, they won two t- league titles there, so it's kind of difficult to complain about a lot. Um, but they underperformed some games at middle season. They couldn't find a quarterback. They were aggressive, but they just didn't kind of work out. You know, Lane Kiffin could be kind of surly sometimes. Um, you know, again, you have a philosophy, you believe in it, it has weaknesses. I don't think there's anything anything wrong with that. Uh Doc Holliday, they always have great defenses. Uh the offenses are they try to spread the ball around, but they come up short uh sometimes, but it still gets wins, right? They're seven and zero right now in in, in the in the league. They have a quarterback they they believe in. They finally were able to to get a, a a solid quarterback up there after a couple of years of like some question marks where they had like potential but not not the you know the the real deal. It has pr- produced consistent results. I think that's what we're looking for. Where's the consistency here? If we're consistency a great o- consistently a great offense, but we just you know kind of fall short or whatever. I think that's fine. And you can build on that, but it just kind of waves like. Uh, who knows? Now we were okay offense with a pretty solid defense, aggressive defense. But now we're like we have the the world's ter- most terrible defense, and our offense is not so great sometimes. I don't like yeah, that. when when it does great, we win games, and when it sputters like it did this weekend, this is what it looks like. Yeah, uh, with having the defense that we have, um, and you know it's it's Conference USA, so winning in Conference USA shouldn't be that difficult. Um, having a, a a coach, a mid major coach with with a weakness here and there, still gets you, you know, Doc Holliday results or or a Lane Kiffin results, you know, with titles or or playing for a title multiple times. Um, you know, you've got um, LaTeX coach over there too, Skip Holtz, um, and so. You don't have to be a perfect coach. You don't have to be a Nick Saban to win a conference. You say, yeah. um, and but but it's just been difficult. Uh, it's been hard to watch um, season after season, getting close and then getting farther away again, and getting cl- a little bit closer and then getting farther away again for for no um, um, a reason that you can't really put your finger on. You know. Yeah. yeah again, that, that was a big thing about the switching from Rafferty to Clint Bowen. I thought that was it was a big philosophy change, but you know, like I said, I, I had question marks about that. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Did we just say we don't care about being aggressive on defense anymore? And then that has consequences. And then we're kind of seeing those. And then we're like, oh, you know, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's, are are these the growing pains? And we're just you know, judging too quickly. I don't know. I think um, every season you have a responsibility to compete a little bit as you're rebuilding or building a program. And I think, you know, North Texas right now is kind of in a weird spot there. All right. I think we're done. We're going to say go mean green. Can you say no, go mean green? Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> Good job. Aldi, go mean you, green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I was so caught up in the yeah. adorableness that, that I just lost focus. <laughs> it happens. That's what we'll do. We'll have my kid be out there, distract the other team. They're like, oh, she's so cute. Jalen Dodd catches the ball, touchdown. I like it. That's it. There you go. Perfect. Cinderella story. Go Mean Green. 